It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM in the AM. Good morning. It's a Wednesday. Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. 6.31 in the morning, 29 minutes before 7 o'clock. You heard Ben Melech from Barry Weber, New York Boys Choir, big song. I have been playing that a lot. Neshama off of the sequel CD. Melech, Melech, done by Michal Brzezanski. You heard Matana Tova, that's Jesse Green. Shlomo Katz, brand new from Likrat Shabbat with Nigun Hasulam and Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's 58 degrees outside with 93% humidity. Winds are calm. Morning clouds, afternoon sun, and a high temperature of 65. Then tonight, clear skies, low 37, partly cloudy for tomorrow. High temperature, 51 degrees. That's right. Tonight's the night. It goes down into the 30s. And then next week, we're down into the 20s. And it looks like this warm weather trend is finally ending. Yep. You know what I think of that? Not happy about it. Not happy about it at all. Thanks to everybody who uh, sent us regards from Kosher Fest. I hear that uh, Naomi Nachman and uh, ZK and uh, Danny Goldberg uh, all got uh, plenty of regards yesterday as they were broadcasting from the A&H booth, actually recording a show that's going to be on this Friday uh, from the A&H booth. And if you're on your way to Kosher Fest, some people may be uh, leaving early to get their... Uh, you know, to get online really early and not have to wait so long. So if you're on your way now, enjoy. And I hope it's a productive and uh, wonderful day for everybody who's there. If you're on your way to the airport, enjoy. There are a lot of folks right now who are listening on their way to uh, the airport for um, a trip to Israel for Parashas Chaye Sarah. Thank God, with everything going on in Israel... So many people have not been discouraged to head to the airport, get on a flight, and visit the holy city of Hebron. And I'm told, by the way, um, the few times I've been in uh, Hebron for Chaye Sarah, basically Shabbos ends, or the weekend plans end Saturday night with Havdalah. And I'm told there's a major kumzitz this time around taking place in Hebron on Saturday night, which is really cool. Wish I could be there. I won't give up completely. I'll still... Assume that I might be able to get there uh, tomorrow, but it's looking less and less likely. <laughs> Let's put you. Yeah, don't tell the interviewees for Friday or for tomorrow <laughs> that I may not be here because um, it doesn't look like I'll be in Chevron this Chaye Sarah. But I can uh, again be very enthusiastic about those who are going and those who are ready to enjoy an inspiring and incredible time in the holy city. Uh, yesterday, uh, Abraham Banda, founder of Pomegranate, was in our studio. He's being presented with the Community Partnership Award by OHEL at their November 23rd dinner at the Marriott. And um, I neglected to announce, and I'd like to uh, announce, uh, that uh, the Banda family just celebrated a big simcha. Their son, Yankee, is um, married to uh, Ricky Rosen, daughter of Rabbi Mrs. Shoal Rosen. And uh, always nice when you know people on both sides of the Simcha, so to speak. And uh, that is the case with us and the Banda and Rosen family. So we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And if you missed yesterday's conversation, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. History of the store, impact of the store, very interesting. And um, we'll see him uh, on the twenty third. At the Ohel dinner. JM and the AM, uh, coming up later today, the president of Yeshiva University stops by. 
We did not do a state of the university address uh, this past summer. It's a, it's a rarity uh, for recent times. Every summer for the last, I don't know, uh, three, four years, we've done a state of the university discussion with President Joel. Uh, normally when we were down at the uh, Champions Gate conference. That didn't happen this summer, so uh, we'll utilize today to uh, get an update on what's going on and discuss some of the things and some of the personalities. They've attracted some very interesting faculty personality uh, personalities um, uh, this semester up at Yeshiva University. We'll talk about all that coming up. President Joel expected about 7.45 this morning here at JM in the AM. And a special shout-out to listener Simon. Simon knows how to wake me up. He's uh <laughs> he's telling me about the 80 degrees and beautiful sunny weather in Jerusalem. He's telling me he's glad to be back home in Jerusalem. He's telling me he's listening to JM in the AM from Jerusalem. He knows that he knows how to get me started <laughs> in the six o'clock hour on a Wednesday morning. So to Simon, I say Boker Tov, or maybe I should say Tsarayim Tovim or Tsarayim Tov, however it would be said properly. And I thank him and everybody who's listening in. Uh, via the app and the net and all the other methods that we offer uh, here at JM in the AM. So there you have it. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning and welcome. It's JM in the AM as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmintheam.org.
J.M. and the A.M., it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Nochi Kronban with that uh, great selection, Rabos Machshavos off the Banai CD. Uh, before that, Sadikim performed by Yaakov Shweki, Yaakov Chesed. Had Sama Animamin done by Aaron Sitban. Shamayim opened up that set with Gale. JM in the AM with our news from Israel in the background, or I should say Gale Tzal in the background. News from Israel coming up. If you're on your way to Kosher Fest, enjoy day two. And thanks for all the regards that we got yesterday from Naomi Nachman and all of our folks that were in the A&H booth. By the way, Naomi posted for us the guest that she has on the show that she recorded at Kosher Fest for Friday morning. It's an insane lineup. I'll review it later on. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Wednesday is next at JMN. Galitzal, Shah Stein, Kanan Yavnai, Imashikorechav. Hasifat Galatz, Aima Mishtara Shikra, Betivuchea, Alairoim Halimim Birushalim. Yetunim Shepir Semak of Tenuadash Taif, Megalim Shebehodes September, Hayuba Bira, Matim Shishimushnai, Mikrim Shilzrikot Avanim, Vakuketa Vira, Uve October Zineka Mispar, Lahamishmot, Srembeshisha, Klomar Kimat Mishnaim. כל התקופה הזאת, אנו במשטרה חלה דווקא ירידה באלימות. מפקד מחוז ירושלים לשעבר, ניצב בדימוס אריה עמית, הגיב על הנתונים בשיחה עם יעל דן. כל הנתונים שעכשיו הוצגו פה הם גם לא נתוני אמת. יש הרבה הרבה יותר אירועים שלא מדווחים. המשטרה רואה את התאונה. אני קורא לזה העדפה לעצום את העיניים. הם פשוט מעדיפים לשים משקפיים ורודים, ואז אומרים, יו, הכל נהדר, ואז הם לא צריכים לטפל בבעיות האלה, כי בעיניהם הכל פתאום ורוד. מהמשטרה לא נמסרה תגובה עד לשעה זו. הוארך עד ליום שני מעצרו של לוחם מגע וחשוד ברצח נער פלסטיני בבית המשפט השלום בירושלים, כתבנו ענבל תמיר. הלוחם חשוד קיבצה ירי חי, ממנו נהרג נער פלסטיני, אחד משניים שנהרגו בהפגנה ביום הנכבה לפני כחצי שנה בביטוניה. בצהל ובמג"ב טענו לאחר האירוע כי לא בוצע כל שימוש בירי חי, אולם בגרסה זו נמצאו סתירות, ותוצאות נתיחת הגופה דווקא חיזקו את הטענה כי נעשה שימוש כזה. משטרת מחוז שי עיכבה לחקירה כמה מהמעורבים באירוע, ואתמול הוחלט לעצור אחד מהם, ומעצרו הוארך בשישה ימים. צו איסור פרסום מוטל על פרטיו ועל פרטי החקירה. המשטרה טוענת כי פענחה את רצח מרים אברהם משנת 1999. לפנות בוקר נעצר תושב קלקיליה בן 36, החשוד שהיה מעורב ברצח האישה בביתה בפתח תקווה לפני כ-15 שנה. בשעות הצהריים הוא יובא לדיון בהארכת מעצרו. מליאת הכנסת אישרה בקריאה טרומית את החוק האוסר חלוקת עיתונים בחינם שזכה לכינוי חוק ישראל היום. השר יובל שטייניץ התעמת שם עם יוזם ההצעה, חבר הכנסת איתן כבל. לא ירחק היום שגם מצפון קוריאה יעלו אלינו לרגל כדי ללמוד איך עושים עיתון. מהיום שבו הנחתי הצעת חוק על שולחן הכנסת, בעמודים הפותחים של ישראל היום אין חדשות, רק הצעת החוק שלשמה התכנסנו כאן. אמרת, דיברת על צפון קוריאה. קוריאה, שיבואו מצפון קוריאה ללמוד איך עושים עיתון. אם הצעת החוק שלך תעבור, יבואו מצפון קוריאה כדי ללמוד איך סוגרים עיתון. 
עוד פרטים על הצעת החוק ותגובת ישראל היום, כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. בליכוד מתכננים לקבור את החוק שיפגע בעיתון המקורב לנתניהו, קבורת חמור בוועדת הכנסת, שבשליטת יריב לוין, במערכת ישראל היום של המיליארדר האמריקני שלדון אדלסון, הגיבו בחריפות לאישור החוק ואמרו, זהו יום של בושה וכלימה לחברי הכנסת שהפנו עורף לבוחרים, והעדיפו לשרת אינטרסים זרים של בעלי ידיעות אחרונות נוני מוזס, לשון התגובה. הוועדה לקידום מעמד האישה התכנסה לדיון מיוחד על בריאות האישה החרדית ואף חבר כנסת מהסיעות החרדיות לא הגיע. יושבת ראש הוועדה, חברת הכנסת עליזה לביא, אמרה לכתבנו אוריה אלקיים, הגיע הזמן שהם ייצגו את הנשים החרדיות. התאכזבתי לראות שחברי הכנסת החרדים בחרו שלא להגיע לדיון שכינסתי בנושא של בריאות נשים חרדיות. זיהינו קבוצות שלא מצוגות בכנסת ישראל כמו נשים החרדיות. כדאי שחברי הכנסת החרדים שנבחרו על ידי נשים חרדיות בין השאר ייקחו את הנושאים הללו ויקדמו אותם איתנו יחד למען בריאותן של נשים חרדיות. התחזית מחר ללא שינוי, ייתכנו ערפילים בצפון הנגב ובמישור החוף הדרומי. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר. התוכנית בחסות משרד הבינוי, המזמין אתכם...
in the AM. Yummy Lowy with Aromimcha from the Abbas Hashem CD here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning at 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning and welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning us in. We're here until 9 at 9 o'clock. I um, have the privilege of hosting the uh, Beyond Milk and Honey program, which you can hear at jmtheam.org. Today we're going to be talking about touring Israel on entrepreneurship and innovation high-tech uh, missions, and we'll be talking about um, the success on the entrepreneurial level of Israeli wineries. <laughs> it's a big topic these days. seems to seems to work its way into every one of our shows. Um, so that's happening between nine and nine thirty. With a big thank you to our friends at Keshet Israel, nine thirty uh, for Rabbi Steve Berg and the Community Roundtable, and then ten o'clock a replay of last night's nine at nine. Couple of surprises. In last night's nine at nine, a couple of big surprises in last night's nine at nine. You can actually search nine at nine on Facebook and see the list, uh, but you'll hear it in its entirety coming up between um, between ten a.m. and the uh, Wednesday Z Report live lunch on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Looking forward to that. Got a nice. Um, Got a nice uh, email from our friends at uh, Camp Hask. No, no, no. This is not the official Hask announcement that you've been waiting for. <laughs> that should be, I think, <laughs> um, happening soon. This is about Hoops for Hask, a three-on-three basketball tournament, a friendly competition to benefit Camp Hask, happening on Saturday night, November the 22nd, hosted by our friends at the Frisch School in Paramus, New Jersey. You can go online, camphas.org. There'll be great prizes, great food, live entertainment, and a surprise NBA player is going to be in attendance. Go to camphask.org for November 22nd, or three-on-three basketball tournament. It's at Frisch, and you can um, sign up and be part of that very special night. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Ramaz continues its parlor meetings. They'll be in Englewood, New Jersey. Uh, for prospective uh, grade nine students and parents, uh, that happens tonight. For details, two one two seven seven four eight zero nine three up at Ramaz on the uh, Upper East Side. Our friends at OHEL and the uh, Mel and Phyllis Zachter Institute for Training at OHEL present a full day community conference happening this morning at the Baruch College Conference Center. A big shout out to those who are heading. To the conference, the topic today is anxiety in children and teens, and I am quite confident that uh, the discussions today will lead to greater successes with kids in our community. Information, ohelfamily.org slash training, ohelfamily.org slash training. Camp Missora Parlor Meeting happening tonight in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, at the home of the Isaacs family on Cumberland Avenue. Our friends at Camp Masora will be in Teaneck tonight. And our friends at the Camp Masora Nala program are in Great Neck on Thursday night. Tomorrow night, the Spurgell family on Oxford Boulevard in Great Neck are hosting a Nala Israel program um, parlor meeting with Rabbi Dr. Noam Weinberg. Go on over, say hi to Rabbi Weinberg, and um, send them best regards from us. He's a great man, runs a great summer program. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday, uh, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, expected in our studio about a half hour from now. Lots to discuss uh, in the midst of this 
5775 school year. Uh, the president of Yeshiva University will join us live in studio coming up here at JM in the AM.
a.m. Todah done by Baruch Levine before that Simcha liner with Hamelach. Eighth day, freedom off of the Hulas CD at JM and AM, 25 minutes after 7 o'clock. Big shout out to those who are heading to the airport this morning to go to Israel for Parshas Chaye Sarah. This Shabbos is an amazing Shabbos in Hebron. I know a lot of people in this audience are heading over. Don't forget, you have the NSN apps. So you can listen even in Israel. That's right, as uh, some people are doing right now. And, of course, your computer and the listen line and all the other methods uh, allow you to tune in even when you're not in the immediate area. Anyway, if you're heading for Chaye Sarah to uh, Hebron, enjoy. It's an inspiring and amazing experience. Reminder that the annual Friday night Rav Shlomo Kalbach Kabbalah Shabbos at the Young Israel of Midwood takes place um, uh, this Shabbos, uh, happening November the 14th, this Shabbos, at the Young Israel of Midwood in the main sanctuary at 1694 Ocean Avenue. Mincha begins at 431. Kabbalah Shabbos immediately after that. Uh, so check it out. That's happening uh, this coming Friday night, Kalbach Minyan. At the Unusual of Midwood. Yesterday we uh, spoke to Rabbi Miller from the Chesed 24-7. That event is happening this Saturday night at Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck. Uh, a mentalist, David Blatt, will be performing. Exquisite wine selections, great dairy buffet. Uh, the event sponsored by Calvary Hospital. It's happening at the Congregation Keter Torah in Teaneck, 730 this coming Saturday night. Uh, information, chesed247.org. chesed 247 Org. The Amuna Benefit Dinner happens this coming Saturday night at the Sheraton. Mazal tov to all the honorees. Information amuna.org slash dinner, amuna.org slash dinner. The other day, both Carol Suffian and Yehuda Cohen were here in our studio. It was great seeing both of them and reminded me of just how incredible Beit al-Azrahi and all the other homes are in Israel. Uh, we have visited there, and they are doing just amazing work. Um... And now, of course, uh, Yehuda and his wife, Ricky, are marrying off, uh, you know, children and grandchildren. Well, I don't know if they're marrying off grandchildren. <laughs> they are grandparents, so to speak, uh, already uh, from the kids that they've taken care of over, uh, over all these years. It really is amazing. Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, host by Dr. Jacob J. Schechter as part of their amazing series, uh, the amazing lecture series that happens on the Saturday night's at 8 p.m., Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter on the topic of American jury and the challenge of choice from the 18th century to contemporary times. 8 o'clock this coming Saturday night, Congregation Tomatora of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. So check that out and enjoy. And um, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, is going to be joining us coming up here at JM in the AM. About 15 minutes from now, I want to remind you that Nefesh Benefesh is hosting this Impact Israel event this coming Sunday in New York City. Join them at the leading event catering to students and young professionals who are looking to explore career paths, job opportunities, and social entrepreneurship in Israel. It happens at Convene uh, in the Midtown Manhattan this coming Sunday, November the 16th. Information, nbn.org.il slash impact, nbn.org.il. Slash impact. And a reminder that our friends at Ten Yad, who are amazing when it comes to the area of Achnasis Kala, uh, supporting those in need at the very special time in their life, they have their big auction coming up Sunday 
at the Razag Ballroom in Brooklyn, New York. Go to tenyad.org for all the information. It's not just an auction. They have an amazing program, uh, including a fantastic performance and a whole lot more. Tenyad.org gives you all the information regarding this coming Sunday in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Goin Rav David Kronglass offers an interesting explanation for the reluctance that some may have in expressing their Hakara Satoiv. He notes that the beneficiary tends to perceive the extension of another's helpfulness as creating a sense of obligation. Now, he is subservient to his benefactor. He illustrates this by citing the Posuk and Shmos, Vayoko Melachodosh, a new king arose who did not know of Yosef. One of the commentaries explains that Paro did in fact know Yosef. However, he didn't want to acknowledge all that he had done for the people of Egypt. He was afraid that that would afford Yosef dominance over him. Additionally, there are those who are challenged not only by the effort of remembering to say thank you, but also there may be certain personal issues that make it difficult for them to be grateful. When Agoin Rav Sholon was already old and weak, he once traveled to England. As he walked in the street one day, he fell. The next day, the great Goin fell a second time in his room. He wondered why he had fallen twice, but to his consternation, he could not find a reason to explain the accident. As he was in England, he decided to consult with the great Manchester Rosh Hashiva, Harav Yehuda Segal. They spoke for quite a while, and then the Rosh Hashiva offered his explanation. When Rav Shvadron had come to Europe, one of the children of a very close friend of his had been married. Over the years, the man had been a generous benefactor, and at this time, he had requested that Rav Shvadron participate in his simcha. Rav Shvadron, however, did not accept the invitation because of his infirmity. Yet, surmised the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, there is an issue of Akara Satoiv, and perhaps it is necessary to travel to America. Rav Shvadron immediately informed his followers that he would be leaving to the United States. He made all the arrangements and expected to arrive just in time for the last Sheva Brochus. He notified his host that he would be there before Shkia. Upon his arrival, he was greeted by many of his beloved students and friends who were waiting for him. He participated in the Simchas Chosam Akala. He addressed the crowds of people who participated in the very last Sheva Bracha celebration. Although he was physically exhausted, when he had returned from his trip, he had to rest for several days before he could resume his daily activities. Rav Shvadron's spirits were buoyed by the fact that he had fulfilled his obligation of Hakara Satov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Mi ha mi ha ba al ki fu roi si Oh mi oh mi oh mi oh 
David Gabay, Adon Alam is the name of that selection. Avram Avram Freed, Amachaya. Yesterday, Abraham Banda was in our studio. He's being uh, honored at the Ohel Dinner the 23rd of uh, November with the Community Partnership Award. And I discovered yesterday that uh, the Banda and Rosen family, and we know both of them, which makes it extra special, just celebrated a wonderful Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov to uh, Mr. Abraham Banda and the entire family. Yankee Banda and Ricky Rosen, daughter of Rabbi Mrs. Shoal Rosen, are a recently married uh, couple. We say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JMN. Big dinner coming up on the 23rd of November, uh, courtesy of Ohel. Uh, plenty happening on our stream today at jmnam.org. Coming up at 9 o'clock, I'll have the uh, opportunity to host the Keshet Israel look at uh, travel to Israel through the eyes of uh, entrepreneurship and innovation, they do these special trips that really spend a great deal of time at high-tech companies and with that whole subject. And the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the wineries of Israel and why they've become such an attraction to entrepreneurs. It seems that this topic of wine in Israel uh, creeps into every conversation we have about innovations in the Holy Land. So we'll do that between 9 and 9.30 or by Steve Berg coming up at 9.30 with the uh, Community Roundtable. And then the encore of the 9 at 9 from last evening, all happening on our stream at jmandtheam.org. It has been a while since we've had the president of Yeshiva University in our studio. President Richard Joel is here with us this morning in the midst of yet another incredible semester of study at Yeshiva University. I don't just mean Yeshiva College and Stern College. I mean the entire 
Yeshiva University System President Richard Joel. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum, although I must confess to being disappointed that there's no wine for me to taste here. <laughs> it's funny because it seems every other day there is here. I guess you just picked the wrong you clean, day. You cleaned up your act today. <laughs> Yeshiva University has their big Hanukkah dinner and convocation coming up December the 14th at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. I have been at this event. It is distinguished. It's amazing. Uh, there's incredible history, a tremendous look to the past, a tremendous emphasis on the present, and an unbelievable uh, vision for the future every time you gather at the Waldorf for this dinner. And uh, this one, I assume, will be as special as all the others, right? Oh, at least the special. We have three wonderful honorary degree recipients, uh, Michael Gamson, Judy Weiss, and Anita Zucker, uh, each in their own way, unique uh, facets of the diamond that's yeshiva leadership. It's really amazing, and uh, as I said, the whole university uh, benefits from the leadership of the people you just spoke about. Um, there's a rumor, and I don't know to what degree I, I should call this a rumor when I've actually seen it in print, that the former president of the United States, George W. Bush, will actually appear at the Waldorf that night. Now, it seems from an outside observer that there is... Um, there are people who are openly discussing his appearance and others who are keeping it somewhat of a secret. Is he, in fact, going to be there that evening? Well, I'd like to say that I do a wonderful impression of George W. Bush. Ah, that's what it is. And I talk about all the wonderful things we got to do, Richard. Um, in point of fact, we are really honored that uh, George W. Bush, the 43rd president of the United States, will be our special guest, will, in fact, be the keynote speaker. I'll have the privilege of conferring an honorary doctor of humane letters upon him. Um, our uh, and and if you when you receive the invitation, he is in fact listed as the honorary guest. When you go on our website, you have to click at least two times to get there, uh, because for security reasons, the Bush people are very concerned that we not make it into a media event. It's not intended for a media event. The president will be there to greet our. Uh, honored guests and to take a few pictures and then he will participate in the academic convocation that we have but uh, only at the beginning of it and he'll come in and to receive his degree and give us about a 10-12 minute uh, uh, keynote address and frankly we're just honored that we have the opportunity to highlight what yeshiva is um, uh, you know, I once had an interesting incident with him, if you have a minute, uh, when uh, I was uh, privileged to be with a group of about 12 higher education leaders of Jewish institutions. We looked around till we found them. <laughs> um, and uh, we were meant to meet with uh, the president and secretary of education spellings at that time in All the right. Roosevelt Room in the West Wing. So nothing mattered to me except that I got to go into the <laughs> West Wing. I mean, that was I've been there subsequently, but this was very exciting. And the president was supposed to speak for 20 minutes. And then afterwards, he had uh, uh, he said if there was time for pictures, he'd take pictures. So we all sat there, and he had a slow crisis day. So we went on for about an hour and 20 minutes talking about the whole world, and Iran and Iraq and Ahmadinejad. And uh, at a certain point, he wanted to talk about education. So he said, you know, I think higher education is so very important because we have to teach our kids to compete in the global economy which was a nice statement, and I'm usually somewhat shy, but here I am in the Roosevelt Room, so I, rose, I raised my hand and said, Yes, Richard. I said, Mr. President, we all agree with that, but I come from Yeshiva University where we say that education is about ennobling and enabling. So while, of course, we want our students to compete successfully in the global economy, we also want them to know what values they should bring to the competition and what their responsibilities are once they succeed. And the President of the United States looked at me and said, ennoble and enable. 
I like that. <laughs> and I was just heartsick when three weeks later the State of the Union came and there was no noble, there was no unable. On the other hand, after that hour and 20 minutes, he invited us into the Oval Office for some pictures. And while we were all gathering, the highlight of my life took place. I'm standing in the Oval Office. One of his assistants comes over to me and says, pardon me, President Joel. And I looked around the Oval Office, and I heard President Joel. In the Oval Office. Yeah, and then a little later, I benched Gomel, but it really wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, want, please God, he'll be with us. Who would want that job? Huh? By the yeah. way, you, you just stumbled, and I have a feeling it wasn't a stumble, but probably um, a purposefully, um, on such an important aspect. You know, we talk about Yeshiva University, and you know what kind of fan I am, and I could talk about it all day, so, you know, reserve the time for me, but... The, you mentioned about values. You talk about higher education and people, some people in our community get it. That it's not just about getting the degree. And it's not just about having the piece of paper to let you advance so that you can, in fact, fit in somewhere in the global economy. Just like we say that, you know, kids hang out with, with kids who have similar values to them. And if you look at your kids, you see who their friends are. And they, same thing here. There are so, there is so much more. Those values have to grow with a person, with the student as they continue to progress. And it has to be something they bring into the workplace with them. Look, it's a global question as to where higher education is and what its impact has to be on civilization. But it's also a profoundly local question, because as we look to the future of our community and as we look to the investment that we all make in day school education, the notion that after 12 years of such an investment, we send our students off to a place where they will get a degree, but they're in a completely alien and welcoming, I warn you, environment, where the values they get are just different values than they live with. Certainly no one grows in their Jewish um, uh, knowledge, and uh, and we, thank God, have an institution that uh, uh, really models the notion of higher education being about nobility, that f- without saying, but we have to say it, um, we train for success, the academic rigor, the, the career development that we do, the placement possibilities that we offer are wonderful, but at the same time, they are sitting men and women in one of the great yeshivas, separate of course, one of the great yeshivas of the world where they learn more than that. We talk about shlemut. We talk about the fact that it's not a dual curriculum. It's a complete and total experience. And the co-curricular and the extracurricular activities, the community of 2,500 men and women, albeit separated by five miles, uh, but lots of activities together, is incomparable. And uh, finally, the affordability factor is one that people are afraid to even look at because they think they've paid enough and they want a free education, which means they'll get what they pay for, rather than amortize the the countless dollars that they've spent on education by working with us to see that a YU education is affordable. That's among the reasons that we host open houses, and uh, this coming Sunday at 9.30 on the Barron campus of Stern College and Sims, we invite all women looking at future opportunities to come. I think it's at 9.15 in the morning. Uh, it's uh, at 34th Street and Lexington Avenue. And the following Sunday up in Washington Heights for the men. That's exactly right. Frankly, for a wonderful opportunity to see the faculty, to see other students, to kick the tires, to look at the absolutely exuberant experience that is Yeshiva University. Let me start with your second point first. 
Are there people, and the print announcements that I see say it directly and people don't pay attention, and we've said it here in another forum and it, people don't pay attention, will they be able to meet people Sunday, these two Sundays, who will specifically guide them regarding financial aid, regarding this whole topic of trying to afford college in your institution. Look, we have special sessions at each of these open houses on that, where it's safe to ask questions, where there are real answers given. Uh, since most people haven't filled out their financial forms that the government requires, right. we're not going to give them their packages. But the truth is still the truth. Eighty percent of students who attend Yeshiva University are on some type of financial aid. I will tell you that our our tuition is a thirty-seven five, which is at least a, a ten to fifteen thousand dollars lower than any of our um, uh, quality competitive schools. Uh, but with a thirty-seven five tuition, the average student pays under twenty-three thousand um, dollars. And those who cannot afford it, we work with to make sure they can do it. We just can't give it to them for free because we're not offering them something free. We're offering something that's very expensive, and frankly, it's not an entitlement, but it's an incredible opportunity. Right. And then back to the original, the, for your first point, I'm sure that many Jewish mothers and grandmothers especially are going to kill me for saying this, but I, I still advocate that the co-curricular activities and what goes on uh, on an ancillary level, on your campus, and I know this from experience, and I know this now from another generation's experience, might be, I better be careful, might be even more important than the formal education they're receiving on a daily basis. Well, like much of contemporary orthodoxy, our challenge is always to walk that line of nuance, to make sure the env- to, to, that we maintain the environment of a great yeshiva, make it safe for those who want to really engage in a completely separate life for the time they're in college, while at the same time looking at a significant number of our students who want to maintain standards of, of, of Yiddishkeit and of halachic comportment, but want to share activities, clubs, doings, political advocacy, creativity, writing with men and women together. There is no question that uh, that there are, and I, I, I really shouldn't say this, I'm a university president, there are more shiduchim coming out of Yeshiva <laughs> University than there are out of any other school in the world. Let's hope that that's true, and I know it is. It is true. <laughs> I can speak as a father. Uh, President Richard Joel is here. By the way, who do you think's more angry, the mothers or the grandmothers, based on my sin? Oh, I think they're all opening their arms and calling their children right now, saying, why aren't you going to yeshiva? Uh, let's hope. Uh, open house at Stern College is coming Sunday, Yeshiva College, the following Sunday on the 16th of November. Obviously, if you search anything having to do with YU, you'll see information about the events, and you'll be able to go ahead and um, and get that information. The um, uh, You have put together, and I don't know, is this commonplace or not for universities at your level, you've put together an amazing lineup of visiting faculty for this year. Now, again, it could be that every year, you know, personalities like this come into the university, but for some reason, we've really taken notice. Joe Lieberman, obviously very familiar to this audience, he's now a guest lecturer, I guess faculty member, I guess we go visiting no, faculty actually, member. Actually, he holds a chair, so he is actually the, the Joe Lieberman professor on public policy and public ethics. He holds his own chair. And he holds his own chair, which was established by Ira and Leon, Leon Rennert Very nice. for him. And then we uh, kind of pulled a dirty trick on him and said that he had to occupy the chair. <laughs> so he's teaching an undergraduate course in the uh, spring, and in the fall he's giving a series of three public lectures. The first one he did uh, at Yeshiva uh, last week. Uh, this next week he's speaking at Cardozo. 
um, on uh, legal issues, and then finally at Stern College he'll be speaking again. It will be advertised and open to the public, and it's a great gift, and it's a great model. This is really one of the, the great Americans and great Jews who has lived humbly and not demonstratively, but in everything he's done, he's, I think, symbolized the kind of values, uh, regardless of politics, uh, that we as Jews and we as Orthodox Jews, those in my community, uh, welcome incredibly. But yeah. he's part of a lineup that includes uh, uh, the Honorable Danny Ayalon, who was American ambassador, who was Israeli ambassador to America for many years, right. uh, then was deputy foreign minister, and is an incredible speaker. I hope he comes uh, and you get to talk to him. Well, we spoke to him last week here. He is. Uh, so then, as you know, yeah, he's, he's thoughtful. He's a great analyst. He's a wonderful person, and he loves teaching. He spends uh, eight or nine weeks at yeshiva in the spring, uh, teaching all around, available to speak in, in the public. Oh, you should have heard what he said about the students. Oh, he, yeah? Oh, my gosh. Well, we have the best students you, in the world. We really do, both in terms of quality and in terms of their engagement. And the way that he described the way they challenge people like him, really amazing. Absolutely, but the other piece is that there is no other campus in the world, uh, maybe even in Israel, as dedicated to Israel. Um, as the students of Yeshiva University. Thoughtfully so, not blindly so, right. uh, but really wonderful. So that's I alone. And then, of course, this is the second year that we have the... Uh, by the way, he's also made available to us by, by the Rennert family, who uh, uh, actually we probably should rename the school for. Um, <laughs> and You're referring um, to Lord Sachs, obviously. And, uh, I'm referring to Lord Sachs, to Lord Jonathan Sachs, who holds a joint appointment. I, uh, I had a collaboration with my friend John Sexton, who's the president of NYU, right. So uh, uh, he holds the uh, the Crisell and Efrat uh, fellow, uh, um, I'm sorry, chair at Yeshiva University, established by our chairman Henry Crisell, uh, and the Renner chair at uh, NYU. And between the two, he spends about 15 weeks a year here, uh, both uh, teaching our undergraduates, working with rabbinic students, giving public lectures, uh, going to the Jewish community with a with a, I was going to say a unique message, but it's not a unique message. It's our message. But he manages to articulate it and to put it together and to gain insights um, from Torah and from the great thoughts of Western civilization mm -hmm. in such a way that reminds us of who we are at our best. Yeah, I would say these three people, who's more YU than them, you know? Well, I'll tell you who is. An incredible tenured faculty. Mm. Because we always talk about who our guests are. Right. right. But when you talk about right people like David Schatz, and you talk about people like Ruth Bevan, and you talk about people like Marina Holtz, and you talk about people like Professor of Physics Anatoly Frankel, right? And then you talk about other people like Mayor Sal Rabbi Mayor sure. Soloveitchik, Rabbi J.J. Schachter. I mean, there's an incredible an incredible richness for our students and, frankly, for the Jewish world. And, and maybe too much so in this era. We have been focusing on being a great university right, and a, and a, and a great movement for the world. You know we have this, this program, YUTorah.org, right. uh, which has uh, thousands of audio classes that uh, people can download. There are people on it every day. That's right. So in the next several weeks, we will be downloading our 100,000th class. Now, that's an incredible thing. And we're thinking, by the way, about how to use it even more so uh, as, a, as a learning technology. 
but it, it's wonderful stuff. Unbelievable. President Richard Joel is here, Yeshiva University. Open house for the women at Stern College is coming Sunday for the men up at Yeshiva College on the 16th of, of November. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91. Point nine on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. You mentioned President Sexton. I think he's part of a program that's coming up, right? Isn't that the George Will? Yes, John, he, John Sexton and George Will are going to be a program of our uh, of our Moshell and Zahava Strauss uh, uh, Center for uh, Torah and Western Thought, uh, where they're going to talk about uh, uh, baseball and right. philosophy. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but when there's trouble down at the NYU dorms with the protests and remember the whole thing, right. do you have a chance to pick up the phone and speak to the president about that? Or? John Sexton is a wonderful human being and a great president. And uh, uh, I have to say that we try uh, with schedules that are crazy, but to be there for each other. And I know that from him and he knows that from me. I just I, I have a similar relationship, actually, with Father Joseph McChain who is the president of Fordham University, right. who actually came to Yeshiva a few days ago to teach my class uh, in leadership in the not-for-profit world. I'm lucky enough to have many uh, very prominent, uh, both Jews and uh, Gentiles, uh, to teach this extraordinary class of uh, great students. So McShane was there this week. He loves coming. Uh, he's, a, he's a great Jesuit and a great educator. And it's always interesting because the students gain a lot in a session from him in terms of leadership. He's been president of Fordham very successfully for 13 years, the University of Scranton before that. And he's just a wonderful and loving man. But his message that's most surprising is after he gets done talking about leadership, he turns to them and says, this is all important, but I'm looking at you. And I don't know if you understand how important Yeshiva University and you are to your people, but more than that, to the whole world, including us. He says, and I have one message to leave you, he says, you must keep the covenant alive. Now, my students hear that every day, but to hear it from the Jesuit president of Fordham University, and he meant it. I mean, he went on and on about it, how important it is that the dialectic of Torah Umada, that the commitment to profound Jewish thought and life while encountering the world makes the world. Well, nowhere but here. That's where that's what happens uh, at Yeshiva University. I had uh, uh, Esther and I have the pleasure of hosting several student groups for Shabbos in our home, which is why we need a seven bedroom home <laughs> and very 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 um thoughtful and compassionate neighbors who will house people. Um, and uh, we have 25 student leaders for Shabbos. So I must say they come Friday, they leave Saturday night, we house them at home. Esther cooks for two weeks because she thinks as good as Yeshiva University's cafeteria food is, <laughs> home cooking might be better. And what a ladies. <laughs> and, and, and we have just an incredible experience. And I, I think you could ask the students and they say it means something to them. But frankly, I don't care. Because for Esther and me, it's that opportunity with a job that sometimes some people can say is difficult of being able to look at the product and see what you are a part of. And there's nothing like it. But but what you said earlier about the president of Fordham, I wish in this fractured... And not to be negative, but we have, everyone knows that the, the, the Jewish world is somewhat fractured, especially when it comes to philosophical opinions on things. I wish people would understand what we have and, and not focus so much on the minutia and focus more on the big picture and, uh, how it's appreciated outside of the Jewish world. If only we appreciated it as much. 
as some of the others. Listen, I always say tongue-in-cheek that our problem is that we're much better at division than we are at multiplication. Right. That's for sure. And uh, uh, to me, one of the things that I'm trying to speak of this year, and it's nothing uh, uh, terribly profound, but I think it's terribly important. We, we're always going to disagree. That's who we are. We have forgotten how to disagree agreeably. We have forgotten that we can have deep arguments, even schismatic arguments, and then say, I hope you come for Shabbos. Right. And, and, and I hope that's something that we try to ingrain in our students. But frankly, it's, it's a, a critical proposition for the Jewish world as we confront all types of challenges, and our role in the world becomes more and more central. President Richard Joel is here. Yeshiva University's open houses start with the Stern College open houses coming Sunday and then next Sunday on the, uh, no, that would be the 16th. Is this Sunday? I guess the 23rd right. would be, I, I've been misstating it, sorry. The 23rd, the following Sunday, would be up at Yeshiva College on the Washington Heights campus. Before I ask you for the big message to wrap things up, uh, there was a, the, tell me what this was, a Rebetzin Ziarche Kala. This was a gathering specifically for Rebetzins in the community? Yeah, for the last several years, we've been sponsoring a program. We're under the leadership of Rebetzin Meira Davis from Hollywood, Florida. We network all the Rebetzins, both to have a chat room, to have mentoring, to have questions answered. And the center of it is a three-day Yarche Kala where we have over a hundred women from around the world, literally, who get together for safe conversations with Torah learning, with professionals to come to guide them. Esther and I always go to do open questions because if they're feeling besieged, they look at us and they feel better. <laughs> um, and I just have to say, that's the kind of thing we need to do. We need we do it with Rabbi J.J. Schechter and other Abayim. With, with rabbis, we have to do more of that. We do serious, serious training of our rabbinical students, which is critically important. And we need to ha- keep finding ways to... Uh, to make sure that we create a, a, a safe rabbinate. It's such a hard profession, and they desperately need the support and the chizuk that many of us can give them, but I think Yeshiva University particularly. So that happens this time of year, every year now, Every right? year. Every year. And uh, I talk about the big picture, final message. Now, we didn't have an opportunity this summer to do a uh, State of the University address, so to speak, which we've traditionally done for the last couple of years. Uh, maybe we could do it uh, to a small degree now, but... There are so many people concerned about the future of the university. And, you know, the, the rumors, I don't have to tell you, over the last few years have been, you know, as extreme as you can imagine. Uh, sometimes I wonder how you're able to withstand it all because I'm sure when you go drugs, to, <laughs> you're kidding. He's kidding, folks. He's kidding. I'm sure when you go to public appearances, <laughs> there are people who are inundating you with questions about the future and often about the past and present as well. So what, what, what's, okay. what status are we at at the moment? I'm happy, by the way, when I'm inundated with questions. It's when people talk to each other without knowing anything that I'm not happy. That's a good point. Yeshiva University is an extraordinary university. It's never been greater than it is today. It's never been larger than it is today. It will be here in three years, in five years, in a hundred years. Right? It has net assets of over $2 billion. Right? The education is premier. It's a gift to the Jewish world. Like other universities, we are part of a distressed industry. The business model of a university no longer works. And if people want to sit and bemoan it, they can. If they're smart, they look and say, what's next in terms of how we build towards the future? Yeshiva University went through difficult years where we were intent on expansion. We expanded our programs perhaps faster than we expanded our 
uh, our financial management capacities. We are now in a, um, uh, in a thankfully a wonderful position. We have embraced, our board has embraced and mandated a roadmap for sustainable excellence. We recognize that we're essential for the future. Right. And and our our roadmap is predicated on the notion that we will be a budget that's in balance within three years. Mm. Um, we will do that. Uh, we have now financial systems that are uh, fully in place. It took a lot of years to do that. We have proper reporting. We have proper controls. Our endowment is secure and invested well and professionally with wonderful lay leadership. Uh, the, the key to this roadmap is we are in the midst of fashioning a new and I hope wonderful relationship between Montefiore Medical Center, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and Yeshiva University that moves us all forward into the, the, the forefront of medical education and, and uh, important health care. And that's an important piece of what we do. Right. Unlike some media reports, there's a lot of positive to that deal oh as it works out it's a complete win-win-win it's a complete win-win-win people have to be mature enough to look at where 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 medicine is going how montefiore has become a great medical center and benefits from the research and the teaching and the involvement of their physicians in einstein and similarly how einstein benefits from the clerkships made available at montefiore from the faculty at montefiore from the leadership of montefiore so the more that we can be part of a great system and that yeshiva can continue its involvement in terms of the tone of einstein in terms of the religious commitment of einstein and in terms of the educational wholeness of einstein right it's a tremendous win-win-win we're working very hard to make it work out in the best possible way, and that's piece one. Piece two is we're building at Yeshiva University, right, a, a center for uh, for health services. We will be offering a master's in speech pathology and audiology. Which had not happened before. Never happened, starting in September. The following year, occupational therapy and physical therapy. Uh, we are now, the other piece of what we're doing is we have to engage in every possible efficiency and look very carefully at what we're spending money on and not dilute the educational or experiential product, but like every other corporation, look at how we can do more with less. And that's what we're going to be doing, and it's very important. But finally, we have to have additional income resources, and they're going to come in three ways. This Jewish community right, needs to know that Yeshiva University is its tzedakah. If everybody would write a note saying that out of their maser, one of their five top tzedakahs would be Yeshiva University, would make an enormous difference, and it's a complete investment in themselves. But so number one is philanthropy, but it's not going to be the largest. Number two right, is something that we're doing called YU Global, an attempt to build platforms so that the Torah and the education of YU will be able to be worldwide. We already have an online master's in Jewish education degree. We have an online master's in accounting degree that reaches the whole world. We're having serious discussions with different nations about degree programs that they would like to do. It's a, and by the way, the key to this is we have to do it with excellence. It's the only thing that we can be committed to. And the third piece is new, other new programming. Other new programming like, for example, an expanded summer program for everyone. Other new programs that will also be income producing. It's a massive challenge, but I think since 1886, Yeshiva University has been living with massive challenges. And overcoming all of them. Oh, overcoming and thriving through it. Right. Uh, one last piece, nothing. Sure. What we keep forgetting 
is that education is not stagnant. Children do not learn the same way their parents do. My two-year-old, uh, my two-year-old grandson, right, right sits on the uh, on the iPad. Uh, my one-year-old granddaughter literally sits on the iPad. <laughs> um, but but students in sixth grade aren't sitting in lines getting a lecture from a teacher. How can that be university? So we have to look at different educational technologies and approaches. We have to look at blended learning, even undergraduate. We have to look at online where it works, and we have to look at we have to take this brave new world of communications and not be victimized by it, but own it. Not to build a tower of Babel, but to build a Mishkan, to build a tabernacle in the desert. Phenomenal. That that is a great state of the university assessment, and I'm glad you did it here. So thank you for writing it for me. <laughs> that is amazing. Wish I would have written it. Uh, Richard Joel is president of Yeshiva University. He invites uh, all of the high schoolers, their parents, those who are coming back from Israel, back from Israel, whatever the case may be, come and explore. Uh, the amazing campuses and see what they have to offer this coming Sunday at Stern College, Midtown Manhattan, uh, the following Sunday on the 23rd of November up at Yeshiva College on the Washington Heights campus. All the information at yu.edu. And by the way, your new basketball season starts, a new era next week, I believe it is. So good luck. We're very excited. You know what I love, by the way? And this, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just got to tell you. You know what I love? Tell me. I love going to the final game of the season or or among the last games you know when yeshiva is when the yeshiva seniors are facing their opponents probably for the eighth or ninth time in their career and now it's over and they likely will never see these guys again i mean the, the likelihood is right. they're not going to see these guys and the way they part from each other yeshiva and these other teams and i remind you folks these other teams are not jewish teams these are teams from you know all the different institutions that we could sit here and talk about and they they have such a respect for each other as if you know it's been great hanging out with you guys and and that for some reason always hits home with me that we are representing in so many different capacities the Jewish people out there. To me, to me, it's a wonderful thing to see our guys with yarmulkes. Right. To, to listen at the beginning of the game uh, at rapt attention to both the national anthem mm-hmm. and, and Hatikva. I mean, it's a great kiyum. It's a great fulfillment of a Jewish vision. So every one of these little things adds up to well, the experience of Yeshiva. As does having an incredible alum Thank like uh, Nachum Siegel. I appreciate that. Good luck Sunday. Continued Hatzlacha during this amazing school year. Thank you to you very much. And thank you for joining us. President Richard Joel, Yeshiva University. This is JM in the AM. Been a lot of places. I've been all around the world. Seen a lot of faces. Never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's only rising. Back home
p.m. in the a.m. Couldn't wrap up with uh, President Richard Joel without a Maccabees and then Y Studs selection here at JMM. It's Wednesday with 58 degrees, morning clouds, afternoon sun, high 65. Tonight's the big weather break, unfortunately. Uh, we'll be down in the 30s by this time next week in the, t- not this time, but nighttime next week in the 20s. Yeah, that's it. Winter's around the corner. Or already here. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Banda and uh, Rosen families. Yankee Banda, Ricky Rosen, a recently married couple. Mr. Abraham Banda was here yesterday, you may recall. Um, from Pomegranate Awardee at the uh, Ohel dinner. We found out about that mazel tov. We wish them the very best. The Hassan and Kala from all of us here at JM and the AM. Coming up at 9 o'clock, I'll do the Beyond Milk and Honey program and analysis of the entrepreneurial, innovation, high-tech trips that Keshet Israel is doing in Israel. And then the second half, we'll talk about one of the uh, wineries in Israel. Every conversation about entrepreneurship in Israel now deals with a winery, at least one, if not the entire wine industry. That's all coming up between 9 and 9.30. At 9.30 on Community Roundtable, Rabbi Steve Berg will cover various events going on in the world. Uh, he's joined by one of the directors of a United Synagogue, by Shaw, discussing Tribe, an organization aimed at keeping the younger generations connected of Jews connected to Judaism. And they'll also discuss a brand new project, 70 Days for 70 Years, whose goal it is to connect Jews all around the world with our past to build our future. It's coming up at 9.30th by Steve Berg on Community Roundtable. 10 o'clock, a replay of last night's 9 at 9 with Yossi Zweig. Then he'll do the live lunch. And... Um, and that is that. You can comment on anything that we say here on the air on our app. Go to the NSN app on the, uh, what do you call it? On the NSN app, uh, you go to the home screen. Thank you. You go to the home screen and you're able to go ahead and, uh, and comment as you wish, um, about anything going on during the show. Want to give a special shout-out to anybody who's heading to the airport to go to Hebron for Parshas Chaye Sarah. It's something we love doing every year. does not look like it's going to happen this year, but you never know. I never give up till Thursday morning. Um, but it's an amazing experience. If you're on your way, enjoy. It's always so incredible. Enjoy. Enjoy being part of Hebron for such a, an amazing and incredible Shabbat. It really is amazing. Kamasora Parlor Meeting tonight at the home of the Isaacs family on Cumberland Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. You can go to the website for information. And the Kamasora Nala Program for 10th grade boys, they have a uh, parlor meeting with Rabbi uh, Weinberg uh, tonight at this, uh, tomorrow night rather, tomorrow night at the Spurgell family on Oxford Boulevard in Great Neck. You can check that out. Want to give a special shout out to those who are heading tomorrow to the Aguda Convention. They've, I saw Rabbi Gertzlin the other day. Where did I see Rabbi Gertzlin? Um, oh, I saw him at the Schwebel wedding. And he explained to me why they moved it up away from Thanksgiving weekend. It was a very, very good idea. And the proof's in the pudding. I think they're sold out. Uh, that convention begins tomorrow at the Hilton Woodcliffe Lake in uh, New Jersey. So, uh, special shout out to everyone heading to the Aguda Convention. I know Thursday's a big day. They treat it somewhat separately. We were there Thursday night last year. 
really is an amazing gathering. This coming Friday night, Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach um, davening at the Young Israel of Midwood, 1694 Ocean Avenue, Mincha at 431. Kalbach davening this coming Friday night. Talmud Torah of Flatbush has invited her by Dr. Jacob J. Schachter on the topic of American jury and the challenge of choice from the 18th century to contemporary times. Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. President Joel just mentioned uh, Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter. We were talking about him during the uh, program. They have an amazing lecture series, by the way. They really have an amazing lecture series uh, at the Talmud Torah of Flatbush. Told you about the YU Open Houses for women this Sunday, for men on the 23rd of November. Check that out. Tomorrow we'll have a chance to speak to uh, Nefesh Benefesh. Their event is at um, Convene in Midtown this coming Sunday. They're calling it the Impact Israel Conference. Join us at the leading event catering to students and young professionals who are looking to explore career paths, job opportunities, and social entrepreneurship in Israel. Register by going to nbn.org.il. That's nbn.org.il for information on that. Ten Yad has their big auction coming up on Sunday at the Razag Ballroom. They have an amazing performance, uh, something called The Best Mistake of All, a warm, wonderful musical production directed by Miriam Handler. Uh, this has turned out to be a... Uh, a great event each year to Ten Yad Hachnasas Kala auction and performance this Sunday at the Razag Ballroom in Brooklyn. Information, tenyad.org. Again, that's tenyad.org for information on that. World premiere of the Prime... This may be sold out already. We should check with the right Steve Berg. The world premiere of the Prime Minister's 2, concentrating on the lives of Yitzhak Rabin and Menachem Begin. It's happening when, uh, Tuesday night at the AMC Lowe's Lincoln Square in New York City. We'll find out what the story is in terms of whether it's sold out already or not. Stay Road Dinners a week from tonight in New Jersey. A reminder that dinner is going to be at the um, at the Hilton Meadowlands, East Rutherford, uh, 6 p.m. The reception begins. StayRoad.org for information. StayRoad.org for information about that amazing event. Lots going on out there. Don't forget that the... Um, 30th of November, 30th of November, that is the day that the International Bible Contest comes to New York. Now, here's your chance. Everybody who's always wanted to be part of the excitement of the International Bible Contest but could never make it to Israel on Yom Ha'atzma'ut, even if we made it, I don't know if we can get in, (laughs) but all of us that always wanted to be part of that and see what a real International Bible Contest is all about, you finally have your chance. It's coming up in New York City on the 30th of November. And uh, like I say, you have an opportunity to uh, participate and be part of uh, the excitement, the excitement and all the uh, all the incredible moments of an international Bible contest. So circle the 30th of November in New York City. Uh, that is a Sunday. It's a Sunday of um, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, it happens at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. And, um, again, you'll have an opportunity to attend and be part of what is, uh, I, I guess, a really t- intense event. 
asking people under pressure to answer questions about Tanakh. That must be very, very interesting to watch. Anyway, all the action that day in New York City, and of course we'll have more information about it right here at JM in the AM. Uh, 8.30 in the morning on a Wednesday as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, JM in the AM dot O-R-G.
J.M. in the A.M. Yaakov Shweki, Ach Sameach. Eighth day had Hule, Barry Weber with Vafilu to open up that set. 17 minutes before the hour. J.M. in the A.M. Reminder on the 15th of November, which is this coming Saturday night. Jay Greenstein and Company invites you to an exhibition of Modernism in Judaica, a selection of important 20th century Jewish art starting at 8 o'clock this coming Saturday night at Jay Greenstein at 417 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. I am looking, by the way, at the Greenstein catalog for the November 24th auction in their Cedarhurst gallery. Uh, they have some amazing stuff. I mean, this one I see has a lot of silver. A uh, lot of old silver items, antiques that are uh, simply beautiful. Uh, but they have the um, other things as well. I saw here a classic eye chart. <laughs> I saw here a uh, a, a sterling a, a silver Hanukkah lamp that um, has, as many of them do in this uh, booklet, has a very unusual shape. Uh, a whole bunch of different items that you'll see: an early Megillah on a wood roller. That is a suggested price of $5,000. Just incredible. I wonder if we can get some early Jam and the AM t-shirts into this antique Judaica uh, catalog at some point. <laughs> what would people pay for that? Anyway, information about this coming Saturday night's event or the big auction coming up on the 24th. Contact Jay Greenstein and company at 516-295-2931. That's 516-295-2931. And we'll continue to have fun with their catalog. Always love looking through the different items coming up at 9 o'clock, the Beyond Milk and Honey program. I will be speaking about entrepreneurship in Israel. Uh, Keshet Israel runs a couple of uh, trips that are very focused on entrepreneurship, innovation, high-tech. Uh, we'll talk about that and also all about kosher wineries, or I should say wineries in general in Israel. Um, that will be coming up between 9 and 9.30. 9.30 are by Steve Berg with the Community Roundtable. He'll cover various events, including uh, speaking to the director director of United Synagogue or by Andrew Shaw, one of the directors. Uh, they'll discuss Tribe, an organization aimed at keeping the younger generation of Jews connected to Judaism. They'll also discuss a brand-new project, 70 Days for 70 Years, whose goal it is to connect Jews all around the world with their past and to build our future. That's happening between 9.30 and 10. 10 o'clock, it'll be the replay of the 9 at 9 with Yossi Zweig in advance of his live lunch coming up between 11 and one Eastern time. All if you keep it where you have it right now on the stream at jamandtheam.org.
Jam in the AM. Yessi Green and Company with Adarabo off of the brand new CD entitled Yiddish Nachas. One of the selections from that album actually made it, I believe it was the number one slot last night in the 9 at 9. Replay of that show is coming up between 10 and 11 this morning before the live lunch here at jmtheam.org. Avremo wraps up a Wednesday at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Special shout out to those who are heading to the airport to be in Hebron for uh, Parshas Chaye Sarah. Does not look like I'll make it this year. Unless Ken Friedman pulls some some sort of big surprise later today. (laughs) But uh, enjoy. It's always the most amazing and inspiring experience. And if you're on your way to the airport right now, as I'm sure many who are going are, uh, have a great and safe trip. Uh, Tomorrow morning we're back starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. My thanks to Yeshiva University President Richard Joel. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. And thanks for listening all day long on our stream at jmtheam.com. Dot org. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.